0: Is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
1: This is the Players Lounge, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys
0: World Headquarters at the Star.
2: Hi, everybody. Nui Scruggs here, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys Jesse Holly and Everson Walls. We got 45 minutes to break down and get into a whole bunch of Dallas Cowboys topics
3: with you. Everson, how are we doing today, my man? I'm doing well, man. We can go one hour. I'm good. You know, doesn't, I don't get it. I don't get any overtime, but still, I can go one hour today. We're, this is our last show of the week, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And and, and I just want to be like Jesse Holly. Jesse Holly is a morning guy. You ever see him post on Twitter all the time? Oh, my God. I see him on
4: Twitter every morning (laughs) waving his (laughs) T-shirt. Listen, as the youngest, as the youngest person on this podcast, I should not be the one who are, who is the happiest about seeing the next day. I'm the youngest one here. I'm just saying Allah, You ever see you and Nui, you guys, you know what I'm saying? He, he we the age th- card. He the age all, card on We him. should be all <laughs> excited about seeing the next day. I should not be the excited person about if, seeing if the If I was doing of all sun. of that stuff that you did,
3: I'd be tired right now. I'd be taking a nap <laughs> if I was that excited every morning like you. <laughs> I love
4: Just, it, man. I am a morning person.
2: Jesse, it's interesting you say that. And here we are on on Veterans Day and and we salute all of our veterans out there, especially Happy my father veterans who Day. served yes, sir. who yes. served yes, in the yes, Army. Yes. I, I was born in Germany, and, and here's where my my disdain, you could say, for getting up in the morning was, look, when we lived on base, you could hear the soldiers running in the morning. And, and my dad obviously had to get up and do the PT. And, and, I, and there was one commercial that they used to air when I was a kid, when they were promoting uh, the Army. And they said, we do more things before, before 9 a.m. than most people do all day. That's right. And I used oh, to say to myself, man. yeah, my goal was not to get up before 9 a.m. That was my goal. <laughs> once, once I got out of my dad's house, man, it's like uh, uh, I, I didn't take any classes in college before 9 a.m. That was me. I was gonna do anything. I was trying to 930 was about the earliest I tried to get a class.
3: 930, 10 o'clock. So well, J- and, Jesse knows we have no we had no choice. No right. Choice. Two a days, no three a days. You know, morning till night. So as much as I I could make that vow to myself, I couldn't uphold it. If you recall, Eddie Robinson's going through the, at Grambling State, Eddie Robinson's going through the hallway clinging a cowbell for you to get up for breakfast. So no, I I was not, my life wasn't my own, okay? So I would would love to say that. But I do want to say uh, I have a brother-in-law who served. Uh, I Also, his son, uh, my nephew, uh, was in the Air Force for years. Uh, So, yeah, definitely happy, happy Veterans Day to these guys and and anyone else uh, with families that served in the military and are still serving. uh, I want to thank you so much for your service. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
2: Yes, indeed. We, we definitely have a massive amount of respect for those who have made the ultimate sacrifice and those who continue to sign up for the military and go out there and represent the That's United right. States of America and protect our freedoms and allow us to be able to do this show right here that we do. So as a guy That's who's right. born, born on a military <laughs> base, my, my parents still live in Fayetteville, North Carolina, which is where Fort Bragg is. Fort Bragg is in our backyard. So I, yes, I am one of those that has a special affinity for for our soldiers. Um, all right. So, so Jesse, th- this was something that I hit you and Everson up on earlier today. And Jacques Taylor, Wrote a column in the Dallas Morning News. Jacques, longtime columnist for, uh, um, well, let's just say a longtime beat writer. And, and Jacques also works with me on, on NBC Five. And he wrote a column today and he said that the Cowboys are in disarray and it's up to Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones to recognize what's going on. I'm going to bring up a couple points that was made here. He says, one year ago today, Dallas lost to Minnesota 28-24. Since then, Dallas is 5-11. After starting 2019, 3-0, the Cowboys have lost 15 of 22 games. So, I'll start with you, Jesse, and then going over to you, Everson Walls. Are the Cowboys in disarray in your opinion?
4: Yes, and they've been that way for about 25 years, do we? And, and uh, <laughs> no, they, no, no, seriously, they they, they, they have it. been they, this it. this Cowboys team and nobody and we, we spoke briefly on it yesterday nobody sells hope better than the Jones family they can sell you hope they can sell water to a well they can listen they can sell underwears to strippers they can get it <laughs> done. And so they 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 should do like master classes in selling hope to people because year in and year out they find small little things to get these fans and people excited about the Cowboy season and yet none of it has produced anything long standing or that you know no deep playoff runs no NFC East championship games no Super Bowl appearances and yet it's still they're still most the recognizable franchise and the most expensive franchise in all of sports. But when you look at where we are today, and you, we say it every single year, well, on paper, this roster looks to be tremendous. On paper, this roster can go a long way. On paper, we can really do something in the NFC East and in the NFL uh, as a whole. But year in and year out, it goes from, but on paper, to we've come up short again. And this, I, I think people are... Are starting, and maybe it's just a culture thing because I think the whole entire world is just tired of uh, so much stuff that's been happening, and just over time, people are kind of getting tired of hearing that same old sell us hope, sell us a dream, tell us it's going to be okay the roses, the flowers, and the meadows, and all that kind of stuff. No, no. we want to see production now. Now we want to see things really come into play and, and it be something that we can truly cheer about deep into the playoffs and possibly a Super Bowl.
3: Everson. Yeah, it, uh, he's right. We, that's what we talked about yesterday. Jesse's correct. And here's the dilemma that you have. Um, you're looking at this from two different lenses. I mean, we as, as, as the, the, the public... Uh, as fans and, and former players, Jesse, uh, we know what it's all about. Uh, we understand that things can look great on paper. And if you don't have the coaching staff or the game plan to put it together, I don't care what kind of players you have, you're going to fail. We can look at the L.A. Clippers and take a look at that ball club. And it's, it pretty much uh, dictated what a talented uh, team can look like with no direction. Either you have to have it from leadership on the field, or you have to have it from the locker room itself meaning uh, the coaches or upper management from, from uh, you know, the owners and, and the staff that creates a culture. And the dilemma that you have is you're looking at an owner who is the most successful sports franchise owner in history. So when he explains what's going on to the public, he can't help but be rosy, right? It's, it, it's, it's always rosy for him, regardless of how many games they lose, regardless of the pandemic. Yes, I know he lost a lot of money with the star and and all of the ancillary income that that goes with having the star, all the real estate deals. We that's a whole nother story. I took business in school, so I know exactly how much money he's losing in that regard. But when it comes to the pride of the Dallas Cowboys, he has nothing to hang his head about. And he never will. He can be upset at the players all he wants. But when it's all said and done, it's hard. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm going to be upset about the players. But I'm going to say, I still have, as Jesse said, the most expensive, most popular, uh, highest rated uh, sports franchise in the world. So... When you start looking at who's gonna be disappointed and what where's my priority as an owner? Yes, he wants to win. Uh, you you don't, even, don't even try to doubt the fact that he wants to win. But how can you go about running a team that you think is gonna be successful just the way you ran the business that is uber successful? There's a difference between running a football team and running a business. When you run a football team, you've got so many egos involved. You've got just so many personalities that you have to deal with up and down the line. It's different from business. You've got players. Now, Go ahead, Jesse. I- I'd like that you step I- I- in on that.
4: I, I just, I just I want to challenge one point of yours. And the point I want to challenge of yours is do we – Really know if Jerry wants to win, and I say that only because you mean from this year or just throughout the twenty-five years that you were talking about. I'm going to talk. uh, Let's we can use the last twenty-five years. Okay. And and the only reason I, I, I challenge you on that is because when you see a pattern as a business person that isn't conducive to you having success, what do you do? You change it and you put it in a situation where you're now being successful. One of the most common things that has been in the last 25 years of this team not having success, players, yes, are, are, are involved, coaches, yes, are involved. But him sitting in that general manager seat, some will say, That is a large part of the reason why this team isn't being constructed and put together the proper way to go out there and to win games on football. And so if you were caring about winning and that was the ultimate care of yours, is it not enough for you to remove yourself from a situation? At least try. it. At least try to remove yourself from a situation allow someone else to come in and to sit in that role and have that role and see if that then can produce success for your business that is the see, one thing I that have, I, I, would I would challenge have to you on say that
3: that he has tried that and I, I think this year is kind of indicative or maybe even the past few years where he's kind of let Steven step up I think that's his idea of you know, handing the baton off, so to speak, to someone else. Of course, he still
4: wants to be the figurehead. Uh, When he he, he became GM. He'll tell you at every single turn, yes, Will McClay has to say so. Yes, Stephen Jones has to say so. Oh, but, oh, but, at the end (laughs) of the day, it all runs through me. I'm the last signature on everything that goes in and out this door. I'm the but last join jesse that's that that is
3: probably uh, uh maybe um uh misguided leadership on his part, but when it comes to intent, his intent is to win his 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 uh idea of himself, I'm sure as GM is, I am Jerry Jones. I built my business, I built this team. uh even when I let Jimmy Johnson go, I still won a Super Bowl. Uh, I have been able to run this team. Even while we're losing, we're still uh, uh, winning, so to speak. Even while we're losing as a team, we're winning as a franchise. His being a GM has nothing to do with uh, wanting to win as much as competence. You understand? He wants to win. He just doesn't know how to do it necessarily as GM. It's something that over these uh, years or decades or however long he's been GM, he hadn't been able to figure it out. That's his uh, that's what's sticking in his crawl right now. So he has no choice but to kind of, you know, let the reins go and give it to Stephen. But once again, once that ego steps in, Jesse and Nui, and, and, uh, once that ego steps in, he's got to realize that that's going to be that that is the main problem with the Dallas Cowboys. His ego running the team or a competent GM running the team. He wants to win. He just doesn't know how to do it consistently as a GM. I agree. All right. Uh, let's let's take a break here.
2: When we come back, Jesse, based on what you said, I'm going to tell you what Jerry Jones has told me in the past because I've asked some of these similar questions to him back when I used to do the Jerry Jones show. So I'll give you that on the flip side. This is the Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio.
3: Just like all of you, we
2: at Seiki can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on Seakeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the Seakeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go.
3: Seeky.
0: to the Players' Lounge.
2: Unified welterweight world champion Errol The Truth Spence Jr. will duel two-time division world champion Danny Swift Garcia in a blockbuster main event on Saturday, December 5th. At AT&T Stadium, get your tickets now before they sell out at SeatGeek.com. Back at the Players' Lunch brought to you by Hotels.com. We are on our NRSWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. I'm Nui Scruggs. Former Dallas Cowboys players, Jesse Holly and Everson Walls, join me. Now, Jesse, you spoke about that Jerry doesn't want to win. And I will tell you unequivocally, Jerry Jones wants to win. Okay, I got to start covering this team back when they had won their first Super Bowl. So as after their first Super Bowl win, I got to start covering this team. Jerry wants to win. Jerry Jones, and I talked about it yesterday, is very much like George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner never changed the way he went about running the New York Yankees. When they won... Uh, The World Series in 77 and 78. And then after that, they they didn't win anything until until the 90s. And when the Yankees got good again was actually when Gene Michael took over the franchise because George Steinbrenner had got suspended by Major League Baseball. But George was always the guy who was out there writing the largest checks and going about things in free agency. Once Jimmy Johnson left, so many people like Randy Galloway, who who Everson, you know very well, longtime columnist, um, wrote. We used to have a radio show together. Yes. (laughs) Randy was one of the main people saying, Jerry, Jimmy built this. This was all Jimmy. And that bugged Jerry and bugs him to this day.
3: Yes, it did.
2: That that it was all. And he's like, no, I was there with Jimmy. I hired Jimmy. Um, He wants his credit okay there's no doubt he wants his
3: credit and that was, be the that first was pre-jesse to holly days pre-jesse yes. holly days <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and when i was before. long time <laughs> When I was doing the radio
2: show, he would tell you, "You you can't question my my want to win." He's like, "Look at the look at the kind of contracts I've I've signed here. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've put into my franchise." I mean, Jerry Jones is in the Hall of Fame because he went out there taught other NFL owners how to make money. But Jerry's always been the guy who's been willing to pay. Agents will tell you how much they love Jerry Jones because he's always willing to pay. So he wants to win. The issue Jerry, uh, Jesse with Jerry is truly this. His ego of wanting to win and wanting to make sure he gets all the credit. His mentor when he got in the National Football League is Al Davis. Until Al Davis died, Al Davis ran the Raiders his own way. Other people tried, Al, you should do this, you should do that. No, Al did it his way. And Jerry's going to do it his way. Now, along the way, he has made some concessions. Johnny Mandel is one of the biggest concessions things that I've ever seen come out of Jerry Jones because I was sure they were going to draft that kid out of Texas A&M. <laughs> Jerry absolutely loved Johnny Mandel. And I remember when they had the Cotton Bowl game between Texas A&M and Oklahoma at Jerry World. Man, they were selling They were selling upper-level seats for 500 bucks. That's how much people wanted to go see Johnny Football. And there it is right there for him, the ability to take Johnny Football. And it's Steven Jones and Will McClay who were right there saying no. That's not the guy. We need to take Zach Martin. And so they take Zach Martin, and even as we get to training camp at Oxnard, California, Jerry's still moaning and groaning about how they didn't take the risk yeah. and, and, and should have taken Johnny, Johnny Football. I mean, but that's him. So he's changed a little bit, but Jesse, he does want to win. Will his ego allow him to step back? He'll tell you no. He says, if I hire a general manager, they still gotta come through me. He says, I own he told me one time he owned was like 70 businesses. He says, I make decisions on every single one of them. So this is just how he operates, Jesse. But he does want to win, but he wants to win his way.
4: Yeah, he wants to win at at his way at, at his cost. And I think sometimes that can be a detriment to the team. I I think questioning do he does he want to win? And and again. When you have a 100-foot yacht and you have planes and helicopters and 24-carat gold silverware. And you're already Hall of Fame, Jesse. So, you know, you're in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you're winning. You're already winning. So I get it. You know, I I, I get, you know, from a a standpoint where I'm looking from, I just just think about, let's say, you know, if, if there's anything. Because I think this is his baby right? The the, the 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 Cowboys is his baby. He has a $2 billion energy company. He has billion dollar real estate and he has oil and gas. I mean, he has Titan type stuff that he owns and the cash flow is always coming. But it, this, this is his baby. This is his yes. pride and joy yes. of all of his jewels. This is the one that sits at the top. This is the one that takes his heart it's like yep. it's like your baby girl you can have all these kids but you got that baby girl and <laughs> she's right. just the apple That's of your right. eye and you want everything in the world to work and go in her favor but sometimes as you know you, you you can cripple her as a as a dad because you spoil her and you and you coddle her and you you kind of wrap this this thing around her and 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 not expose her to the world and then once you, you're gone and she's like oh my god I'm, but that's the thing with Jerry. This is his baby, and he was so close to it. I, I think it's some, t- I, I wish that he would see it to the point where, you know what? Let me just be an owner. Because he's still going to get the credit. Like, you're still he's Jerry not Jones. Gonna he's gonna be, he's not going to be Bob Kraft.
2: He will never be Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft wanted to be like Jerry Jones when he first got involved with the New England Patriots, who was dealing with Parcells. He got smacked around and figured out, I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with the media. I don't want to be that guy. And he let Belichick run it. But that's not ever going to be
3: Jerry Jones. Okay. And, and, and see, until- that's the difference, Nui. You start talking about he's no Bob Craft. Uh, then you're talking about he's buddies with Steinbrenner. That's his mentor. Steinbrenner as much as he and Billy Martin did not get along, they cursed each other out almost every day in public, in private, didn't really matter. But when it was all said and done for a long time, Billy Martin was sitting right there in that dugout winning championships, Billy won, winning one. the World Series. He won one. And, and he fired Jerry, him three times. As soon as he gets into it with Jimmy, he lets his ego take over. And, you know, I'm, I'm being uh, uh, I'm, I'm wrapping up in a, in a messy little little knot here, but over not accepting a drink. You know, I mean, that was you know, that's like a trigger. These kind of things you do not let interrupt a dynasty. Billy Martin was left alone because Steinbrenner realized that Billy Martin was helping him create a dynasty. Bob no, Kraft. That's le- not le- true. left Belichick Billy alone. Martin got fired. Go he fired Billy Martin. Billy Martin was hired to re He finally times. fired Billy Martin after how long? It took him a while. It took him a while to fire Billy Martin. You yeah, had many World Series before he finally did that, if I'm not mistaken. No, Billy only Sometimes you can't World pull the trigger too fast. You know? How many did Billy Martin win? You might know that, New and I one. can't hardly hear you. I don't Billy, want to Billy talk won one. He, won he only one. won one? For George only Steinbrenner. One,
2: one? Only won one.
3: 1977. Billy Martin only won one World Series. For, for George Steinbrenner. For George Steinbrenner. I, I stand yes. corrected. I stand corrected. Because they argued all the time. And even though he finally fired him, they argued for a long time. They, they never got along yes. from the minute he hired him. I'm yes. mistaken in the of World Series. But I know that he kept him around for a minute. And, and what it did was it allowed him to run the locker room. It allowed him to run the dugout. So you have now, to well, eventually... Go ahead. So, so one reason why Billy Martin got fired by
2: George Steinbrenner, despite them winning the pennant in 76 and 77, and they ended up finally winning the World Series in 77, he couldn't get along with Reggie Jackson. He absolutely hated Reggie Jackson. And so Steinbrenner chose Reggie <laughs> over <laughs> Billy Martin dude when I tell you George Steinbrenner and Jerry are the same dudes that's why they're friends they're the same
3: guys and he brought Billy back twice and didn't win anything with Billy uh, after so that, let, after let me come at it from this angle let me come at it from this angle okay you fire your guy but then when you start touting players that you think are going to be players and you think you can analyze talent better than anyone else on the Cowboys squad you know, that's how you end up almost signing uh, Johnny Manziel. You know, you want the glitz and glamour. Bob Kraft, did, all he wanted was Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. And so if you want to be like someone, let me graduate from Billy Martin and Steinbrenner to Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick. To me, that's what you do. You, if you get a coach like that, well, I'm not saying we have that coach. Unless you go back to Jimmy Johnson. You let him okay. run it. You let him run it. You let him run it the way he sees fit. You know, man, Jimmy probably still would have been coach around here. He still looks good not, on TV. But he that's got his not, hair combed all nice. He wears the best clothes <laughs> you've ever seen. He's the best dressed guy on TV. And this is coming from a guy who's not even a Jimmy Johnson fan. But you gotta give him some love this guy probably still would have been around here he still would have been scaring the hell out of everybody if he could and make but they would have gotten wins and they would have gotten results
2: look jimmy never stayed anywhere longer than four years that's just been how jimmy
3: was from oklahoma i bet jimmy would have stayed here but i'll bet you jimmy would have stayed here
2: jimmy didn't want to go to
3: miami he only went there because he was on his way to retirement
2: But this is also, and and I I look at this between Jerry and Jimmy and having been there and been around for that to when I cover Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Sometimes this stuff happens in sports. That you have, you've got people who are winning and you say how come you can't get along and how come you can't make it work? Um, You know, Tim Duncan and, and Greg Popovich made it work. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick made it work. Shaq and Kobe could only make it go so far. And that was the same thing with Jimmy and Jerry. They could only take it so far because guys had their egos here. And. I don't think Jimmy could have lasted much longer with Jerry, just as Shaquille and, and Kobe could not have run any longer because Kobe told Jerry, Buss, I will not play with that fat mother blanker anymore. And that was one reason why they why they got traded. Okay, I was there for
3: it. I, I These don't know things if it's fair to co- sports, comparing man. people to Kobe, though. It's kind of tough well, comparing people to Kobe. You know, well, to do I'm what Kobe did after he got rid of Shaq, that's, that was like better than Jordan-esque. So well, I think well, that might well, be well, the exception
2: well. to the rule. Now, until they got Paul Gasol, all right, Kobe was sitting up here as a 17, they were struggling, and Kobe <laughs> asked to be <laughs> traded, and almost went to the Chicago Bulls. So this whole thing, yeah. hey, Kobe did all this without Shaq, Kobe hadn't won a ring without a big man, because you needed it with the way he played. He needed somebody in there in the center. And God rest Kobe's soul. He I didn't need Kobe. much. He did not but, need but much. But you still needed that piece. He needed that piece. It was essential. And once somehow Jerry West gifted Powell Gasol from Memphis to them, then, then Phil Jackson and company got to go back to work and it and, and winning championships again. But egos are a part of this. It's a part of sports. It's a part of business. It's a part of that Hollywood scene that I was working out there. This is it. And we've seen how good tandems can break apart. Look at the Beatles. I'm sitting around right now uh, reading the John Lennon biography. It, 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 how do you break up something as good as the Beatles? It gets broken up. This is life. You know, this is life. And Jerry's in this, in the, in this sitting in the, in the seat of, hey, I own it, so I get to do what I want because owners don't get fired. But at the same time, I look well, at Daniel so Snyder. You,
3: you, have, you have to look at one thing, uh, 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 Nui. They continue to win. Steinbrenner continued to win. Okay now, the, the, the 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 Beatles how did he, as much as back. they weren't the Beatles anymore those guys went solo they continued to progress they continued to sell records they continued to have gold and platinum records Cowboys aren't doing that we haven't done that we talk about Steinbrenner and and once again I was mistaken and thank you for that uh, correction but they were going to the pennant races they were winning pennant races at least they were winning pennant races Jesse talked about going deep into the playoffs At least Billy Martin was going deep into the playoffs. So Now, and then they still continued after he got rid of Billy Martin. That's where the differences all stop. We have not uh, been successful on the field since these moves have been made.
2: Okay, now, Everson, I want to make sure you understand this, too, now. So, after they fired Billy Martin, they won the World Championship in 1978. Then they went back to the World Series in 1981. And then, he, after Reggie, he decided to sign Dave Winfield. And from that time, the, from the 80s until 1996, they didn't get back to the World Series. And the reason they got back to the World Series was because George, when he was suspended from baseball, Gene Michael restocked the farm system. So that was where they developed Derek Jeter. Those, these are the guys that Jesse knows.
4: Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams. So, this, this, the, so those, this makes my point. If you're using this particular team with this particular owner, I think it makes my point. It, it took something... Catastrophic as the owner slash GM to be suspended and could not control things for someone to come in to rebuild, who had a baseball mind, who had it, who was in touch of what was happening today with the players and the systems and the things that were working, for them to come in, restock the farm system, maybe not play, pay all these out outrageous salaries, get that built back up, get a team. Who had chemistry, who played off one another, who things were evolving to get that that cohesiveness, and then you started seeing the winning again. So that, that kind of comes back to my point is sometimes you gotta yes. take a step back. Now, whether that's but, but, voluntary or involuntary, sometimes <laughs> that, that 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 might be good. But here's the thing, Jesse, that's not gonna happen. <laughs>
2: Nope. There's not gonna be a nope. Jerry nope. Jerry's That's, got more. You, Jerry's, got, you, more juice. Jerry's got more juice. Jerry's got more juice than the NFL commissioner. Jerry <laughs> has more juice than the NFL commissioner. So that ain't happening. So this is what it is. It is what it is. Let's take another break here as we're having some fun. Everson, I want you to decide a little debate that Jesse and I have been having here on Twitter. Oh, you, I You're, I knew you're, this you're was not coming. used to it. I did but, not but yes. know when, but I knew this was coming. I knew oh, you're not coming. getting away. I can't Jesse, wait. You're, not, I can't you're wait. not getting away. All right, we'll do this. I little debate break. here. We'll have Everson settle it for us after the break. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Game day.
1: You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the road. proud partner of the dallas cowboys since
0: 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas and stetson is proud to be on the field with america's team want to show your texas and team pride too you can by purchasing your own stetson you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game stetson hats the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team.
1: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at
0: stetson.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation.
1: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at-home pickup and delivery,
2: Craving at and t AT&T Stadiums Famous Cowboys Cheesesteak Nachos Or Cowboys Rita When you're watching The Cowboys at home Bring your favorite Stadium fare to you Just place your Pickup order online Alright Place it online And you can pick it up At AT&T Stadium Every week this season Check out the menu ATTStadium.com Slash at home Alright Louis Scruggs here longtime Cowboys reporter Joined by two Former Dallas Cowboys Everson Walls And Jesse Holland Now Everson Jesse and I have had this debate going on here for a while about ribs. I do my ribs on, on, about ribs or ribs. So I, I like to <laughs> throw mine on my big green egg and I like to smoke my ribs. Jesse, being the, 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 the tri-state area guy, the northerner, <laughs> likes to do his ribs in a crock pot.
3: Is that is that is that that's typical of guys that can't go outside too much. It's always cold up there. Exactly.
2: So,
3: but but Jesse lives here in Texas now.
2: Jesse's been in Texas for a long time. You, you played with Brady James. And he was in James, North
3: Carolina right? when he was at school.
2: So, yeah, yes, that's another was. reason. Right. You <laughs> was in North Carolina. So, you've been in two major barbecue spots. And like I said, you play with Brady James. And, and you, I'll tell you what. That brother can smoke, okay? Brady Ooh, James can smoke some food. Oh, yes, yes. Did you ever want to eat? Call Brady. Say, Brady, what are you making? Because dog team can throw it down. And I'm trying to get Jesse out these crockpot
4: reasons. I'm trying to get Jesse on the so, grill. So, so here, so here's the thing: you got you got Nui and his Jerry Jones mindset, right? He's he's, he's stuck in his ways. J- Nui is he has he Newey is the Jerry Jones of barbecue. It, 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 certain things have to be done a certain way. So he oversells. He oversells. Yeah, 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 everything has to be done this way, and if it's not done this way, it's no way. And my thing is, is that I make just as good, as tender, as fall off the bone, as juicy, of oh. a ribs in my eight-hour crock pot than he does smoking his ribs in his in his big green egg. And so I'm like, they can still they're 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 both very good. I've had I've had both. All right, I've, mm-hmm. I've had not I I haven't made the one on the green egg, and partly because. My background doesn't lend to being on a grill or a green egg or anything like that outside. You know, we were oven, crockpot, indoor type of people growing up in the north. And then when I went to college, come on. At twenty something years old, well, nobody trying to barbecue nothing. I was chasing tail and then playing football and basketball. You know, if I was trying to if I was trying to cook something, it trust me, it it wasn't a rib. It was might have been a thigh, it might have been a thigh too, but it wasn't ribs At, in college. So even my time in North Carolina, I wasn't focused oh on learning how gosh. to get on how to get on a grill. But you know, and, and I and I noticed this when I've come to Texas. And in Texas, it's always You know, the guys are always saying Oh, you ain't never had ribs till you had my ribs <laughs> You ain't never had this <laughs> until you had my this And I, that is like a Texas culture thing Everybody has to have the best of the best And I'm just saying I do a pretty damn good job With these ribs in the crock pot And I'm willing to put my crock pot ribs Up against Newy's Green egg, uh, uh, big green egg ribs
3: Green eggs and ham, huh? <laughs> now
2: now the thing, Jesse, when you and you said like, am yeah, I like Jerry, yes, make sure you also put in there Jerry Jump Hall of Famer. So well, I got gold jacket with my ribs, <laughs> okay, and I got two Super okay, Bowl trophies okay. with it too, okay? So when I come up in here, I'm coming up in here with credentials, okay? Coming up in here having okay. done some stuff. I ain't coming in here like Dan Snyder, okay, with nothing. I'm coming up here like
4: Jerry, loaded up, okay? So just make sure we got that part of it right. Uh, are you, are you gonna fly in with the helicopter, or are you going you going the plane, or you gonna have the boat pull up to the harbor? How you coming in? <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the yacht. Okay? I'm going to serve it on the yacht? Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> hey, I, so, know brothers, so, so, I know
3: brothers. I know brothers that have driven from Louisiana with the grill on wheels. Okay, mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm talking big time stuff here. Uh, that's what I've been around. That's what I've grown up. You know, when you talk about, you know, I know, what you said you're from uh, from uh, Carolina, but then you also got some California in you with the uh, USC background and USC. Really, California is just put full of brothers from the south that was trying to get away. And they, they just ended up planting their flags there. So you're really just a southern dude your whole time being here. When I think about people cooking in a crock pot, I think about my wife. I'm sorry, Jesse. Oh my! That's what I think <laughs> about, man. That's the only person I know that puts ribs in a crock pot. Ooh. That's just me. She's got yeah. other stuff to do. You know, she's a very energizing young lady. Uh, she puts that in the crock pot. She handles her business. She's a, you know, millennial wife or whatever, millennial mother, whatever you want to call them. Even though she's over 60 years old. So I have to disagree with you, brother. But do when you I go, come and eat? When I make you ribs. Do you come
4: and eat? Do you come and... Whatever's in that crock pot, is it a satisfying meal that brings you to the table to
3: eat? You say satisfying. <laughs> that is such a low bar. You understand? When I'm talking ribs, if I cook my ribs on the grill and she's in here... On the crock pot with her apron on. By the way, do you wear a women's apron when you do the crock pot? Mm. I just oh, so you're going. I, I'm, just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. She wears an apron. I don't know if you wear an apron. <laughs> you know, when you're in the kitchen, you got to wear an apron. You know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm always outside on the grill where the men are. Okay. okay I got And you. so, you know, it, I love fall off the bone ribs. But okay. anybody knows a good rib, you want to be attached to that bone just a little bit. And you can just bite that joke off you know if it's falling off the bone you know you're stuffing yourself you don't you know it's it's a little bit too messy you want it to be firm you want it to be firm you want it to be seasoned just right you want to have that little charcoal taste to it you want to have that fire to it crock pot
4: come on man that's too I that's see, too I, I see you i see the two that's too sanitized I see the two old guys in team. It's NFL. too it's sanitized, okay. man.
3: Crockpot. <laughs> you go if, if you invite me over to your house and you got ribs, I'm gonna touch them first and see what it looks like. If they, if I can tell crockpot from grill, and I'm telling you, I would not be there. I, I would if I sit down and, to, to crockpot ribs. I'm going somewhere else, man. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, you know Sorry, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make sure the doorknob don't hit you with a good lord splinter, and, uh, and I'm gonna eat them by second. <laughs> Ooh! I, I said you two guys teamed up on the. No, nah, man, you, okay, can't so you, you can't have crockpot ribs. Tell him, Dewey, you can't have
3: crockpot ribs, man. Look, you, you, you just you can't. Crock- you, I don't care. Even, even do it. if it's snowing outside in Texas. You can go to Northern California, might be snoring. <laughs> We're gonna
4: still be on that grill, man, outside. Uh, that's gotta, and then once they once they're done, you put them on a tray, you put them in the oven to broil. That's how you get your, you know, you get your, you get your See that? That's that's what you
3: man. call counterfeit.
4: That's what you call
3: counterfeit. Broil. broil. Counterfeit. Did you say? Did you say broil? Yeah. See what I'm saying? He's he's putting it in the to oven. It, that's what happens that when you mess on up on the
4: grill. No, you put, you put stuff it in the car. oven later. You give it that
3: char, man. I'm telling you. I'm the char... You, the grill gives it the char. Oh, That's oh, all oh. you need. Ooh, Jesse. Oh, knew, who am I talking to? You new who Yorkers, am I talking man? to, man? I feel like you, I'm you. talking to... Ooh, you my new nephew or something, man. Ah. I don't know who I'm talking to, man. Ooh. Ooh-wee, boy. Now, so yeah, my parents... Yeah, he just from... got me with that one. He said, put it in the, put it in the oven. I don't know what the, well, what just happened here. I, we just must have oh, changed conversation. I don't know what just so,
2: <laughs> so So my folks... My, my folks are from Birmingham, Alabama, so so my dad always grilled and then when we and he was stationed in the military, so we lived in North Carolina, we lived in, in Texas and we lived in Georgia so you know i have just been used to the grill and then once I joined sci Fi it became like a big thing too It was like the frat got together so you know so you was around a bunch of guys, dog teams who were out here smoking these these ribs and so yeah Jesse no the crock pot was something that I never I, until you said it, I had never heard of it. I'd never heard of it. I was like, really? <laughs> i never heard of it like that, man. And... and- you know, and, and i the only time I lived up north, the only time I lived up north was in Cleveland, and I didn't even try and mess with nobody's barbecue in Cleveland. I'm gonna like, I'm 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 be So I didn't eat any barbecue in Cleveland. I didn't eat no Mexican food. I was like, no, you know, no, just, no,
3: you don't I want just, any barbecue from Cleveland. Hell no. Right.
4: You definitely don't want no barbecue from Cleveland. Right? Not right, from Ohio. So. Not even from the state of
3: Ohio, period. Yeah.
4: <laughs> right. So, so no
3: Mexican food and no barbecue in Cleveland. I just, no, no Mexican state. food either. Right, they right. don't even Everything have good you know, tequila in Ohio. They don't even have good tequila. <laughs> I mean, it was I, I, I. stayed up in Cleveland for two winters,
2: and when the Browns left, so did I. But I tell you, the hey,
3: I lost weight living
2: in Cleveland, I was man. All for my one favorites is gone. Was the Bengals
4: for one year. So, oh, you know how yeah. it is. We all yeah. we all feel each other's pain. I like that. <laughs> now,
2: I, Jesse, I will say this: I went to the Montgomery Inn in Cincinnati and had their ribs, and they've got. An amazing barbecue sauce there that I absolutely used to uh, go to Kroger and buy. It's called Montgomery and their barbecue sauce. So the next time, I'll tell you this, I'll give you this tip. Next time you do your crock pot ribs, get you the Montgomery and barbecue sauce. You can get it from Kroger because it's out of Cincinnati and it is dang
3: good. It's so good, you will dip your french fries in this barbecue sauce. So there you go. It's a free tip for you right let, there. Let me, let me clarify something here. I don't even need barbecue sauce on my ribs. Okay, let's just. We don't even have barbecue sauce in the house. No, that's that's just how succulent my stuff is, man. You don't oh even Oh my god. No. See, ba- look, look, barbecue sauce, so- I would have to I make my you? own what, sauce what, what to find
4: something worthy of my ribs. I have to what make did I tell my you? own sauce all the men in Texas everyone thinks they're the next best rib maker ever everyone thinks that here in Texas oh no you ain't had ribs till you had my ribs you ain't had my sauce till you had you ain't had sauce till you had sauce I don't need no sauce what you mean sauce so these ribs are so, this is this is the culture of people who have, who have planted their roots in Texas I've I, never I seen it. anybody
3: line up a bunch of crock pots and see who had the best ribs so come on man <laughs>
4: You old, you old school guys, man. You old school. You old school. Listen, you don't have to reinvent the. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. I'm just putting rims on it. That's all. I'm just putting rims on it. That's all. Oh
3: me, man. man. So I'm dying. I'm dying he bro- over here and they're broiling- Jesse broiling ribs and putting them in. Broiling crook-pots. ribs. <laughs> that, that, that's something that I don't even know what he's talking about now. That's like foreign language my, to me. I don't even know ten, what's up. My ten ooh. minutes,
4: ten, 12 minutes. Put them in the broiler.
3: <laughs> Boom. They ready to go. Uh, just go buy I, some more choco, man. That's all you got to do. Ooh, it, ooh, it, ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna
2: let you serve oh, them I'm gonna let you make them crockpot ribs and serve them to Chris Bean. Chris Bean
3: can be the taste tester. Hey, hey, they'll be ready by this time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll get all right. so much accomplished not
2: having to stand outside that hot grill all day. Oh, all right. That is, that's our show for today. We're going to end it with yeah. laughter. We'll end it on a high. Jesse, um, so fun for you to come on this show for the last two days. Thank Everson, you. same thing, man. You guys. Same here. Um, same here. You know, we always, time. Thank it, you. It, it was fun for us to have the kind of conversations that we always have with each other. And it was fun to bring it on
4: air here at DallasCowboys.com. Now we might be fired on Monday because one Jerry hero telling about how oh, he can't run the team correctly. He might fire us all on Monday. So just and this is uh, the last time we see you. We appreciate you. Hey, no. nah, too nah, nah, <laughs> nah. No, no, no. no. I separated myself just in fire, case it won't be the last.
2: <laughs> let, let no though no, the video record will show that was YouTube, not me. That was YouTube oh. that, that was YouTube. Okay, I separated myself
3: from that. What Chris wants to say? Long. Chris wants to say something. All day. Long. He likes (laughs) ratings. He does like ratings. He does. Uh,
2: Uh, For Chris Beam and everybody who worked on the podcast today, for Everson Walls and Jesse Hollab, Newy Scroogs, take care, everyone.
3: Thank you. Go Cowboys.
1: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys
4: Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys?